Hey everybody, Sheena, Phil, Marco here. Um, I just wanted to take this moment at the top of the show uh, to just recognize that so much has transpired since we recorded just a week ago, and we're here to talk about things that are so small in the grand scheme of what's really going on in the world, and our hope is to bring you just a little bit of light and entertainment into your lives, but it would be negligent of us not to acknowledge the current state of the nation, but we just want to assure our audience uh, and those of you that tune into us every single week that we're here. We here at the Chick-fil-A show stand with people of color. We believe black lives matter and we will be an ally in the war on racism. So we hope you enjoy tonight's show. Another week, another pay-per-view. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. We have a lot to cover, and uh, we are here live again. Thank you guys for listening. Live from the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios, uh, I am one of your hosts, Phil Gentile, the Hot Take Kid. I have the lovely Sheena Phelps down in Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk? Norfolk? Norfolk. Yeah, that's Norfolk. Yeah, we're down here in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marco Den up in Boston, Mass., going on what's going on everyone out there not much man uh it's been it's been quite a week uh we have quite a bit of stuff to talk about both in the ring out of the ring uh wwe network changes wrestling injuries and figure news so this is going to be a jam packed show uh right off the top a bunch of new listeners probably and we saw it on last week's numbers from uh the guys at the major wrestling figure podcast shouting us out and uh, we want to welcome you guys listening if this is your first time welcome uh what we do here is kind of talk about the week of wrestling between raw smackdown pay-per-views and all that kind of stuff second half of the show is going to be all figure related news and uh that's actually going to be on a separate episode we're going to break it up this week uh, so you can have one episode for basically in-the-ring coverage of uh, what's going on between AEW and WWE, NXT. Uh, then we'll take a break, and it'll be a separate recording for all of our figure news, uh, the things we've purchased over the last week, some some uh, new releases and all that kind of stuff uh, on a separate episode. So people seem to like that last week. Gives you two separate episodes to listen to every week. Uh, so, yeah, th- that's where we are. How are you guys doing, and what are you drinking, more importantly? Um, I'm, I'm chill over here a little bit, a little bit on the tired side. It's just a, a mentally exhausting week, physically exhausting week, uh, with the kids and I am sipping on some Miller lights. I'm still working on that, that case that was courtesy of the inner circle that you guys sent me as a pick me up last week. So good stuff. Nice. I'm on uh, high noon number three. This one's a watermelon. Uh, I've been drinking the hell out of these, uh, the official drink of the, uh, the chick Foley show. Marco, what are you sipping on? I have a. Uh, I'm drinking beer tonight. It's a double IPA. It's called. Uh, it's a company here called Burlington Bear Company. Um, the bear is called. It's kind of funny. It's. Uh, it's called. It's complicated being a wizard, which is kind of strange. But you <laughs> see the. I have, we have our cameras going, so you can actually. I'm not sure if you can see the can. Oh, nice. It's mm-hmm. kind of. It's like a little nice design, but yeah, I'm saving the high noons for tomorrow. It's supposed to be in the 90s. Oh yeah. Oh, here, so it has been weather. Some high noons. Oh, it's gonna be a glorious. Yeah, it's been a it's been a heat wave here on the on the East Coast. It's, it was like you know ninety one today, I believe, and I was like, holy, yeah, too, yeah. 
freaking crap, man. So yeah, um, my mother-in-law is going to come out and visit again like next week. So oh, I'm yeah. pumped. So I, I know I can get myself out. I'm going to make sure I stock up this time because I had I had never tried High Noon the last time she was here. So I just like was, I got a couple of four packs, but now that I know it's the business, I'm going to like stock up so that I have it until nice. I'm stocked up until Seth gets home. You know what I mean? That's a way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Uh, we are trying out some Skype video. Maybe we're going to move to Teams, but we're playing around with some video here along with audio. Uh, it's just for our benefit at right now, but we're thinking about maybe doing some sort of Patreon thing where we'll be live and you guys can chat with us. We're just kind of playing around with some some video. So if you hear a little bit of a delay or uh, we're, we're sounding funny, it's because we're also looking at each other here at the same time, which I think will be good. So um, <laughs> let's get the uh, kind of the uh, the housekeeping stuff out of the way here. We have some shirts available to you at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chick Foley. Uh, we appreciate your support there. Uh, you can follow us on social media and interact with us. We love that. It's at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. And at Chick Foley is where you can hit up Sheena on Instagram. Marco is at Inglorious Gent on Twitter. And uh, any questions or concerns or comments for the show, uh, it's questions at chickfoleyshow.com. And the best way to support the show is to leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes. If you have an iPhone or your friend or your mom or your girlfriend or your brother or neighbor or somebody has an iPhone, just rip it out of their hands and uh, give us a nice (laughs) five-star review. It takes like five seconds. And uh, also, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show or ChickFoleyShow.com, Sheena. Tell them what's going on over there lately. Oh, man. We just have, um, like, you, we talked about a couple weeks ago, we've had some live claim sales. We actually had um, one of our members unload, like, a complete set of the Tonka wrestling buddies and i mean my my jaw was on the floor i couldn't believe what i was seeing um when he unloaded he gave our members some really good uh some good prices so they didn't have to like get them on ebay because if i don't know if you guys have checked the prices on wrestling buddies lately but damn Uh, i wish yeah yeah, i I wish like i knew back then what i know now about the prices of wrestling buddies because i I mean i thought they were expensive before when they were like oh it's like 80 bucks for uh for you know uh for uh Million dollar man, I'm like, oh god, what was I doing? You know, yeah. uh, I slept on those things. So yeah, we have our Facebook group. We have about 160 folks in there buying and selling and trading figures. Myself, Marco, and our buddy Shane are doing weekly articles on the website. Uh, like Sheena said, live claim sales, monthly giveaways. I'm gonna do a uh, unboxing video this weekend with my son of the new Fiend Elite that uh, just arrived today from Ringside Collectibles. And on Sunday, we're gonna do a Discord chat. Uh, it's just kind of a chatting app that we use uh, during pay-per-views uh, to kind of like just stay in touch with all of our members and uh, it's really fun we get to just kind of talk in real time as the pay-per-view is going on so a lot of stuff going on check it out chickfolyshow.com starts at a dollar per month and really if you listen to our podcast um you know a lot of, a lot of patreons just have uh you know you just give money to to support the show we like to give back give bonus episodes and do all this kind of free cool content so uh definitely check it out chickfolyshow.com uh let's get into uh, the news uh, of the week, and uh, I guess we can start with SmackDown because that's the furthest away, and we'll work our way up to now. Uh, I watched SmackDown this week, guys. Wow! Aren't you proud of me? Wow! wow. That's yeah. Big. Look, get, was, was your was your wife like shocked when you were sitting on the couch on Friday night? Like, what are you doing, Phil? <laughs> uh, she was asleep, so I turned it. You know, she fell asleep at like nine o'clock, so then I turned. I you know, had a recording on on the little sling, so uh, you know I almost turned it off after the first skit with the uh, the drunk driving Jeff Hardy skit. 
but, but I powered, but I powered through. Powered nice. through. What did you guys th- think of that? In poor taste and good taste, was it well done? Uh, I mean, I definitely you, my it has never stopped WWE before, but my theory is is like I never like to like put anybody's personal demons on blast, especially somebody's demons that we don't know are like healed yet. You know what I mean? Like we're we are still not that far out from his last drinking incident where he was arrested and all that kind of stuff. So I just think, I mean, obviously I think it's in poor taste. Um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I, I like, I hit you guys up in the messenger and I was like, what is happening? Cause I guess I had to watch it like the day after, um, I said, they're really using a drunk driving angle with, with Jeff Hardy. And of course, Marco assured me that it was a swerve, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that you should, especially stuff like that, that is like actually impacts people's families and stuff like that. Like, spraying it across the screen but hey wwe's done it countless times i'm I'm surprised by nothing nowadays what do you think exactly um yeah at first when i seen it i I caught like i didn't see the full beginning of smackdown last week so i just seen uh renee young doing the reporting like oh they just took jeff hardy they arrested him and all stuff and elias is on the stretch i'm like the hell's going on right now that i seen the crash car and i same reaction i was like oh my god what the hell (laughs) they they go on this road um, but then obviously you see the swerve at the end. Um, in my mind, I, I, I'm thinking he okayed it. I don't think they would do it without yeah. his consent. But I mean, anyway, yeah, did he, yeah, did he okay it, it, it with like a hundred percent or was it just like going along with things? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, if you see those like vignettes he was doing before he like actually showed up on SmackDown and it's like Jeff Hardy's redemption and he's talking about like him going yeah. through rehab and also, so like with that stuff, you, you usually, you know, you're okay with things and. You know, it's something that's hopefully in his past and just past enough where they let it be on TV for a little bit. They didn't go too deep into it. It was just like a the setting. It set up the episode. Yeah. My, my thing about that is, is like that that kind of segment really has the potential to age poorly. It's already done in poor taste. But yeah. God, God forbid something actually ever happened to Jeff Hardy in a you know drinking incident or a drinking and driving incident. Like that segment is going to like live in infamy. Like they're going to go back and be like, oh yeah, well WWE was just like making fun of him drinking and driving. They thought it was so fun instead of actually trying to get him help. And I and I'm certain that they they yeah. tried to get him help and you know all those things. I mean I'm not I'm not accusing WWE of not doing that, but like I said, it's just not going to age well in the eyes of the public if something were to ever actually go down. Uh, there were two yeah. two parts I really liked. Uh, uh, when the cop when the cop uh, looked in the car and there was a full like a full beer that hadn't even been drank yet, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and he and he saw the car was like a rental car for Jeff Hardy, and the cop just just yells out Jeff Hardy like like it was like a fast yeah. food place. Like I don't think cops do that. They just oh that's me yeah okay that's my order. And then uh, yeah. Braun Strowman I guess supposedly was like an eyewitness to everything, and uh, Renee yeah. Renee Young interviewed him and he knew no no details of anything that happened. Uh, he, he didn't know that, he didn't know who did it or what what happened or well just some guy some guy got out of the car and i was like i thought you i thought you saw the whole thing happen dude you don't know yeah if, you don't know the people that work I, with you yeah if a crime <laughs> ever happens i do not want braun to be the eyewitness for me like you know i need somebody else's pay, is paying closer attention uh so elias uh, and jeff hardy were out of the intercontinental uh tournament we saw uh daniel bryan defeat sheamus to move on and face aj styles i, bl- I guess that's next week at uh backlash right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my boy Sheamus loses in uh, in defeat, but uh, I mean, if, a- I, if after I after he called after he called Jeff Hardy a junkie, 
Yeah, yeah. He said he's just a he's just a dirty junkie or something like that. I was, yeah. like, I was like, ouch, <laughs> man! Classic. Like they already they already did the segment, and now you just gotta like you know you just add an insult to injury. Well, I'm, I'm excited about Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Obviously, we'll talk about that when we preview Backlash next week. But uh, I mean, if anything, that should be a, a hell of a match, and at least it'll mm-hmm. a little little put some shine on the Intercontinental Title. I mean, I don't know who you guys are looking Hopefully. forward to, but uh, I would love to see AJ run with that title for a while. He's never held it. And, uh, you know, it would make sense because they moved him over from Raw. So that seems to be the, the favorite in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always I'm always for AJ. I feel like AJ legitimizes things. He's a really great um, heel. You know, he does really great mic work. I love I mean, I'm a huge Daniel Bryan fan. You guys know that about me. But I do think I would prefer to see AJ Styles carry the, the Intercontinental title for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else from SmackDown before we move on? There was a couple other matches, but really nothing that moves the needle for me. Yeah, we had. Well, I mean, we we talked. It, we're this was in the outside of the ring, but uh, we may as well talk about it while we're here on SmackDown. Is that they had like a tag team championship summit with uh, the New Day and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and we saw that uh, the New Day were actually wearing Shad armbands and uh, Alexa and Nikki were wearing Hannah armbands which I thought was which I thought was a good look you know Um, especially considering like WWE doesn't normally go out of their way to uh, memorialize like people from other companies and things like that um, just because I mean you know that that's not their audience or whatever but I thought it was a good look for them to you know show their show their respects and pay their respects and stuff for sure yeah and uh, I'm I'm hoping that the are they are they defending the women's tag team titles on, on both brands like or just, I would, I, I, you know, that's a good question. Now that I, I had something I hadn't even considered um, until you just brought that up, because yeah, I would assume that that that, that they always have to do the tag titles on both. Like for the women, they have to do the tag titles across brands. But because it it's uh, not hard now. Like I mean, I feel like they haven't been on both brands since this all started, have they? I'm, mm-hmm. Unless I'm missing something. They, no, they they have been because uh, they, they they face like the Iconics on Raw, and then um they're facing the. Um, they're facing Bailey and Sasha this Friday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you, yeah. So they have been on both. They haven't been on uh, NXT, which would make, I mean, which would, no. wouldn't be hard because it's all from the same place. But, I mean, that would at least give you some extra eyeballs, maybe. But, uh, but do yeah. we even have any chick tag teams in NXT at the moment? Uh, I don't think so. We got uh, no, they, no. Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, maybe. I don't know. That's that's the only thing that comes comes to my mind. But I don't think they're really a tag team. But uh, there's so there's so many good uh, female stars down there that that could be a good way to get some of them on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, another thing that happened on SmackDown to me that obviously this was not uh, a match, but what what did you guys think about the Otis and Mandy segment? That was a little oh, bit. Oh my god! I, <laughs> thank you for bringing this up. I almost glanced over this. Yeah, oh because my I, gosh. it had a reference from um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and that that movie yeah, the, came out when yeah. I was two years old. So uh, that, yeah, that was a pretty poignant <laughs> reference. Yeah, oh my date. gosh! Yeah, There's, there hasn't been any movie since then that they could they could uh, spin off of. But I did like uh, Mandy Rose having like a sex dream about uh, Otis getting out of yeah. the pool. That was pretty. You know, that was Zack Ryder's uh, pool. Did you hear that on the episode? Oh no, no, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I I'm, I'm behind on uh, Major Bros. But yeah. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty. I, I know. No, I'm oh, just joking. But, no, listen, I I, there's not enough time in the day. I'm trying to like read, read books and listen to all my podcasts. Um, 
But yeah, I thought it was really funny. And can we just acknowledge that like that they are the most awkward kissers of any oh, WWE of kissers? I mean, and I mean they were going for it. I mean, there was like legitimate tongue in there, but it was it, like you know how when you kiss someone, like your your mouths typically like move at the same like time, right? Like th- they were so off. It was like it was <laughs> it was so ridiculous looking. Um, and I mean, I'm all for this whole Mandy and Otis angle. I think it's actually pretty cute. But yeah, they got to get there if they're gonna like actually go for it and kiss on screen. They got to get their shit together because it totally ruined the vibe for me. Yeah, supposedly uh, Chelsea Green got a call from somebody and they wanted to use their pool, and Zack Ryder was all pissed off. Which I, you know, you know, they just get fired by the company, and you're, now you're. You know, trying to trying to use this pool like not like there's like a, oh my gosh a million I, pools in uh fucking Florida but when you when you said that that it didn't even occur to me that Zach me was either. fired yeah me like either. I, like when you uh, now that you say that yeah I would have been like screw you dude you're not using my pool you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. hell no um oh my gosh that's so funny because yeah I was just thinking oh yeah of course they use Zach's pool but then I'm like oh no of course work there like anymore, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't work there anymore. All right, over on Raw on Monday, we saw uh, that Seth Rollins kicking off the show with this retirement ceremony for Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, th- I think this might be Seth's best role as a heel. I just, you know, he seems to be getting better and better every single week with this. Uh, interrupted by Aleister Black, they have a great match. What do you what do you think about all this and where this is going? Um, we touched on a little bit last week where Marco picked Dominic to to kind of turn heel and join Seth Rollins, and we. We got a little kind of taste of it this week, but not really. Well, I think I definitely think that's the that's the angle that they're going with because I don't know if you got to tune into the new uh, Raw talk that is coming back, but um, Seth was in the middle of the ring with Charlie, I think, is who's hosting that, and uh, he was talking about Dominic, and he's like, Dominic, you know, needs a leader that can guide him, you know, and he's oh, like, I know so- who that I know who that leader could be you know so i mean it's definitely going that way obviously it's as of right now you know dominic's got raised back but i mean that's going to be like the ultimate swerve whenever dominic you know uh turns on turns on his dad but rollins and um alistair black had a freaking phenomenal match so if you're going to go back and watch any one thing from raw this past week definitely check out um Rollins versus Aleister Black and it's really sad and unfortunate because you know with everything that's going on in the world right now I don't know how many people were actually sitting down watching Raw on Monday night and I'm like I feel like a lot of people probably missed that match so if if you're listening to this and you weren't able to watch Raw or you didn't watch Raw uh it's it's worth your time to go back and check that out what is not worth going back and checking out is the Viking Raiders defeating the Street Profits in a game (laughs) of bowling uh, oh my. mainly because the street profits uh, apparently marco didn't know how what bowling was until until they did rock and bowling but I, more importantly i want to ask uh any any good memories from i don't know if they call it rocking bowling where you guys live but uh that was like the cool thing to do when you're like 14 or 15 like on friday or saturday nights uh like you'd go to bowling and they turn all the lights off and like play it's like, like, black, music like and black shit. light yeah 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 black light bowling i think yeah i think it was called black light bowling when i was um, when I was a kid, but yeah, it was just, you know, bowling alleys have that very like specific smell oh, <laughs> about yeah. them. Like, it's just like, it's a, it's a bowling alley smell. It smells like, like fried food and feet. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's very distinct. Like when, I don't know, I haven't been bowling. I, I'm not really great at bowling. I, I don't know suck. how, how, I, do how, like how it, but I suck at bowling. Yeah. I enjoy doing it, but I, I really enjoy it for like the drinking aspect of it. And just like, you know, fucking around marco your thoughts on bowling um i haven't been bowling in a while actually but um 
I th- I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, I just don't enjoy watching it as a contest on wrestling. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know where they're going with this. Like, what what is the yeah. ultimate goal for this? Well, you know, maybe I know, a wrestling I know. Match, hopefully, <laughs> no, deca- it's a decathlon. That's the that's the end contest. They said that oh. they're they? gonna do. Oh, on Raw Talk. Well, on Raw Talk, they said. Uh, the last thing they're going to do is a decathlon. So that's how they're going to decide who the better, however they call it, was it the better, or the better, whatever I can do, you can do better, challenger oh it's called. What, yeah, so what, a decathlon, that's what the next thing is. Wouldn't it be more entertaining to actually play these games and then put them on, like, the network? Like, I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing them bowl against each other or, like, you know, every yeah. week do something yeah. different. Like, turn it into a show. Like, you know, have them like doing like a hot dog eating contest or, you know, beer pong or like, you know, every week, like the four of them play something and see who wins and like keep tally. Like that would be cool. Yeah, I'm to- I'm totally for that. It's just it's just so jarring when it's on wrestling because, you know, it just doesn't fit. First of all, these two tag teams together are like very like, there's a stark contrast between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Right. And then. And I mean, it, it really even makes me sad because both of these tag teams have like major potential to be very, very, very good, serious tag teams. And they've got this is what they've got them doing. So if you've ever doubted that WWE does not give a single shit about tag team wrestling, this should be your like giant red flag. Exhibit A, yeah. Yeah. And, and as far as back to bowling real quick, after uh, this pandemic is over, I think a bowling alley might be my least favorite place to go. You know, as much as I like going bowling and drinking, probably the, the putting on other people's shoes and sticking your fingers oh, in bowling balls. Oh, other people's bowling balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Probably not going to be taking a trip to the bowling alley anytime soon. Um, Man. Other than that riveting game. Oh, I did. Did you like the turkey leg coming out of the uh, the ball return? Oh, my God. I do like. Do you, you ever see the other guys with um, with Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg? Or like, uh-uh. Oh, it's, yes. You definitely yeah, need to watch it, it Sheena. It's, a fun, yeah, it's, it's funny as shit. Um, and they're like a buddy. It's like a buddy cop comedy. But uh, all, all these hot chicks are like, you know, uh, Will Ferrell plays this really dorky, like, by the book, you know, sits at a desk kind of detective guy. And like they, they do all these like missions and shit and, and all these hot, like, like supermodel chicks are like all about him and just totally ignore Mark Wahlberg the whole time. <laughs> it's like a running oh joke for the whole movie. So I mean, it is kind of funny. Like, you know, I don't know if it's Ivar or the other asshole, but uh, I just like that. You know, one of them, like they look exactly the same, but for some reason chicks like the one over the other. <laughs> Stupid. I wonder, yeah, which one is it that the that the chicks like? It's not Sarah's husband, right? Uh, be, I don't even know. I'd be like, back yeah. them, like, Eric, or yeah. I've, well, she's gone too, isn't she? She's off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we saw Rob, Rob Gronkowski losing oh, the twenty four seven championship. I can't believe the twenty four seven championship is still going on. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I can't believe it's still going on either, and I, I definitely can't believe that Rob Gronkowski, his awkward dancing. I mean, he's like one of the best like tight ends in the like in in the NFL history, right? But I mean, he his skills to make a TikTok video were like the most obscene thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was offensive. <laughs> he is like a, uh, like a, I don't know, like a bear on roller skates, like awful, yeah, awful. It was. It was so awkward and so awful. And then, you know, of course, our truth rolls him up, pretending he's the gardener. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen after. Like, who's going to come for the twenty four seven 
title after this, but oh man. But yeah, apparently he asked for his uh, Rob Gronkowski asked for his release because he's coming back to the NFL. Um, oh, I, I he can't he has a no compete clause, so it's not like he can just like show up at AEW or you know anywhere oh, else. Show, you can show up there if you want to. Man. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Um, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even notice he was in the audience. There's just, it's just like a who's who <laughs> now. <laughs> the big yeah. new, the big news of the week is uh, Nia the Nia Jax. I'll say story oh. storyline continues uh after throwing Kyrie sane into uh some metal steel steps and uh and getting the win it's uh furthering the storyline that she's unsafe and uh, uh you know people on twitter are just reacting like like you've never watched wrestling before like you think this is and i think you two almost bought in too like do you think this is real I mean, it's definitely real. Did you not see the pictures of her head like flayed open? I mean, it was. Uh, was there any bl- was there any blood in the ring or anything after that happened? Well, no, they, yeah. they they edited it all out. Yeah. I mean, they because they they pre recorded all this, so it was oh. it was edited like um because apparently once it happened, medical from what I read, obviously everything's a work until proven otherwise. But yeah. all the medical <laughs> staff um attended to her got her all fixed up i guess glued back together and then she got back in the ring you know they they picked they up where they the match. they they finished the match but yeah. uh, you know the sad thing is i mean i agree i i think naya is an unsafe worker um you know i don't want her to be i don't know i'm not calling for her head i don't want anybody to lose their job um i'm sure she's a really nice person in real life this is not personal but her history has shown that she's not very safe and now people are saying like uh, I saw some people trying to deflect it on on Kyrie, which it is a little bit of Kyrie's fault. Like maybe she should have put her hands up, you know, and not just like went head first right into the stairs as hard as she could. But also she's ninety pounds soaking wet and she's getting like flung. You know what I mean? Like maybe the reaction time wasn't what she anticipated because I mean Nia just like chucked the hell out of her into yeah, those steps. Yeah, yeah, it definitely didn't look. You know, it looked like it could could really hurt. But I feel like they've. On, on social media and and Nia Jax has played this up as much as she can. I don't I mean I know she punched Becky during that melee before Survivor Series before you know the the kickoff of the man thing and it delayed her to kind of fight with Ronda and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean there's been some things here and there where she, you know I think it's always been with Kyrie Sane. Like I can't yeah, think she, of anything where who else does she hurt? Bailey um she hurt she put Bailey on the shelf for a little while who else we we discussed this last week Didn't um it? yeah yeah it was Bailey Charlotte she injured yeah uh Becky besides Kyrie those four, besides those four besides, uh, besides the four horse women the most so, yeah. the most popular you see, know see, yeah you see the connection here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. trying to give her the four no I think it was um uh Sasha Banks they brought up two um, I think I mentioned it too. She botched the crap out of a, a move and almost like killed Sasha Banks as well. So, I mean, it's happening and it's yeah, a, she, it's an actual she, thing. She didn't catch, she didn't catch Charlotte in the, in a moonsault once. And then she did that, like the, that shoulder move, like shoulder block or whatever it's called. Not shoulder yeah. block. Um, I don't know what the move's called, but yeah, instead of hitting her shoulder on her knee, she hit her head on her knee and like could have broken Charlotte's neck. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean she's just she's just not very safe. Like when she does like her like Samoan drop thing, like it all it makes me nervous every freaking time. I'm like she's gonna kill someone. She's yeah. gonna kill someone. I mean I'm definitely you know? not a Nia Jax fan. I don't think you know I don't think she's good. Yeah, a good wrestler, but I do think they're using this to 
uh, play it up. So we'll, we'll see. We'll I see. think she's using it. I don't think they, I don't think they're. I think she's playing yeah. it up on social media. Like I heard people. Well, they, they pan to people in the it. crowd. Like you know, they pan to people in the crowd. Like ooing and aahing about the you know as soon as it happened like you know, i know yeah. but i mean well, you would yeah. you would think if if it was a storyline michael cole would be saying like nia jacks the most unsafe worker in wwe he, yeah, would, say that, he would say that like 37 times so yeah. i mean I, I, I definitely don't think it's something that wwe is playing up but i think she's just trying to create like actual heat for herself um when in reality she just needs to be fucking more safe you know all right, here we go. AEW, everybody. Okay, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Did, did you? You gave all your positive energy last week. No, no. This was actually a pretty. AW. This was actually a, probably a better episode than last week. It was a very uh, well. I mean, they lost like a hundred thousand viewers in the uh, the ratings. I don't know if you saw the ratings. Not that we really care about ratings here, but they they narrowly beat out NXT. But they actually dropped a hundred thousand viewers from last week to this week. But I thought it was a pretty good episode. I mean, it flowed really well. They had some nice vignettes here and there. Um, I thought they, I thought they, whooped, I thought it was pretty. Um, in the ratings, I think um, AEW ranked like twenty five in their category, and NXT ranked like forty nine in the category. Yeah, yeah neither so, are doing good. That's, that's yeah, for sure. it was. Uh, I mean, NXT was definitely way farther down than yeah, than no, AEW, no, but um, sure. and then, which is sad because that that was the go home show for a pay per view. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like that's that's really that's kind of upsetting and kind of telling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was some really fun moments on on AEW. What were some of your favorites, Marco? Uh, love Jericho calling out Tyson again. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then Orange Cassidy coming out instead of, <laughs> instead oh of Tyson. Oh my that gosh. Was that um, was so good. I like how, I like how he took Jericho's hands and like stuck them in his, in his belt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a national treasure. That guy. If it's something that I love about AEW, it's definitely Orange Cassidy. That's probably my favorite thing that they have right now is he's just, he's great. Know. He's great. I can't understand it. He's proven that he can actually like wrestle in the ring. You know, I mean, yeah. beforehand it was like, you know, we, we never knew like, can this guy actually go? But he's proven that. But even still, his like orange shtick is like so amazing. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. I love everything that he does. I just pop for everything that, that orange does. Yeah, it's so different than anything else out there you know i think it's mm-hmm. you know it's nice welcome change i do love i love the the brit baker training montage i was just watching oh that my before gosh. we started that she really is funny. a freaking she is a national treasure that She's is probably good. my fa- that is my favorite thing that is happening right now is brit baker in the wheelchair um being like the the michael scott of aew when he like burned his foot <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the george Foreman grill you know what i mean like, I like she's I having like bacon in the morning sue me <laughs> yeah i like to wake up to the smell of crackling bacon uh, um that was good yeah i do like uh I, you talked about the uh the rollins alistair black match i think it's between that and uh uh, Cody and Jungle Boy for the best match of the week. Uh, I, I didn't watch NXT, full disclosure, but those two matches were probably the two best wrestling matches of the week. Uh, we do have a couple nitpicks. We were we were talking during the match. Uh, Marco, Cody bleeding after every match. What's oh, the deal? Oh, over, What's the overkill. Deal? Overkill. Come yeah. on. I mean, he, he's, definitely, bleed. he's definitely bleeding, right? I mean, this can't be a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, bleeding is a Rhodes trait, but like, yeah. can we just like, can we make it special at least? You know, like, let's just save it for big moments. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, I, you can see when he did it. Well, you can't see him do it, but you can, you can see the part where he did it. It was a, uh, they were outside of the ring, and I think uh, Jungle Boy threw him into like, um, 
one of the other ends of the barricades, and then Jungle Boy gets into it with uh, MJF. Oh, that yeah, that yeah. part there. Oh, that's yeah. where you, and then they cut back to Cody and he's bleeding. So that's so he hit his head on the barricade and or on the metal grate and he started bleeding. But I, I once I seen it, I was like, that's unnecessary. He doesn't have to do that at all. There's no need for it. it, it you don't have to prove to us that you're gonna bleed and blood yeah. sweat and tears for the company. Yeah. We, we, we get it. Yeah, we know <laughs> we know you're human. Okay, we know you have blood in there. You don't have to show us every week that you, you know that you have blood running through your veins. So Marco had a nit to pick with uh, with that. I have a, a nit to pick with um, Brandy coming down. I mean, Brandy can't. She's worse than <laughs> Stephanie. She can't. She can't go a single pay-per-view or show without coming down for no reason or being at ringside and, and no and no purpose at all she, no storyline nothing she loves to she loves to be on camera man that is one thing about brandy she has that like influencer mentality where she's gonna be on camera doing something all the time you know <laughs> <sighs> um i i do i have a question about kenny omega uh, a pretty good match but kenny omega and hangman page defending the tag team belts against Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc uh, of, mm-hmm. of all. I mean, there's so many good tag teams in AEW, and that's all we hear about is how they they're serious about a, a tag team wrestling. They have four singles guys fighting for the yeah. tag team titles. Uh, was yeah. kind of, was kind of confusing. Uh, I do like the uh, the the Moxley promo with with Brian Cage and building that matchup, and uh, Taz basically becoming uh, Paul Heyman 2.0, and th- I mean that yeah. in, in a good way, not a bad way. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's a good mouthpiece for him. Did you- yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about this Brian Cage guy, but is he like I I I don't know if he's really spoken yet. He hasn't like really cut a promo, has he? He's had Taz the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his only his first match was that. Uh, uh, yeah, poker I didn't know chip I, I on didn't a know wall had- or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, poker chip on a pole match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he definitely needs that. You know what I mean? I know yeah. they're kind of like setting him up as like this like you know unbeatable force, but I loved Moxley's promo back at him, just kind of like being like, dude, like. You're you're telling me you're gonna give me like the fight of my life like that's what I want to hear like I'm so I'm so stoked you know so I I really am he, they've made me excited to see this match and I'm excited to see what Brian Cage can actually do in a real match that's not a poker chip on a pole. Marco, what do you th- what do you think about Fighter Fest being uh, on on TNT a regular you know just kind of replacing Dynamite and being over a two week you know being a two day thing so over two weeks what you know I'm. I'm kind of wishy-washy on it. I feel like it doesn't make it very special. What do you think? Yeah, yeah same here. It's kind of like when they did that that Bash at the Beach type show. Oh um, that could have definitely been a pay-per-view yeah, missed opportunity awesome. in that yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, yeah. I mean, they could they could probably do that show in one night. I don't think they have to spread it out to two weeks. Um, I think you'll just forget the first week when the second week comes up because you're going to be like, oh, is this another Dynamite episode? Oh, wait, no, it isn't a Dynamite episode. It's a Fighter Fest Part 2 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's not a, like a special event, like a, not to like equal it to media, but it's not like a, a show where you have to spread it out that long where it's, oh, I have to see next week. I got to see what I gotta see what happens at the Fighter Fest <laughs> when it was free on pay-per-view last year. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just make it a little bit special. I mean, that's the whole thing. So, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, they can't make it. So, they're, what they're basically telling us is, is they can't give us a weekly episode of Dynamite and give us a specialized show on like a Friday or Saturday or Sunday or something. You know what I mean? Like, give us Fighter Fest. I mean, it's it, they they had it on a weekend last year, right? It was its own. It was its own. Pay-per-view, yeah, I know it was, it was kind of like free. Clash of the exactly. Champions. It was kind of yeah. like, uh, yeah. it was on TV, but it wasn't, uh, it didn't cost anything. 
Yeah, yeah. and di- didn't they like? They, wasn't it like partnership with somebody? Didn't they like donate to like some sort of organization or something when they did it last year? I can't remember, but I feel like it had some sort of like. Um, oh, it did. Uh, what was cha- the, charity charity factor uh, to it? So I don't. I don't know on. if they're. There's yeah, I don't know if they're doing there. that. Um, oh, I think it was the uh, was it the Orlando like uh, club shooting or something? Because I, I might be wrong. I don't. Know. It was it was a good charity, yeah. whatever it was. It was something good. Yeah, it was it was in partnership with the uh, CEO that uh, fighting game uh, event because uh, Kenny Omega's a gamer, and that was like his that's his like gaming um, event that he does now. So it was it was like a it was CEO. Gotcha. Um, slash, oh no, um, AEW, and they did that think- type of thing. I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Fight for the Fallen. Oh yeah, uh, Fight for the Fallen was the uh, donation thing for the uh, yeah. Okay, for, that's um, what I was Orlando. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, not Fighter Fest. Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, Fight for the Fallen. The I, other fight pay per view you're talking yeah, about. I don't know. I don't know how I got those. Just mixed fighting up. forever pay per view. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. To to answer your question, to get back to the point, um, I I don't think it's a good look to do it on Dynamite. I think it just makes it not special at all. You know, like you're not gonna. You're not going to do anything other than just give us our regular weekly show. You know, give us a little, give us a little something extra. This is a, we're in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of heavy shit in the world right now. Like give us something, give us what we want. True. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not, I, well, I watched the FTR interview. I didn't listen to it. I had the volume down uh, here while we we're about to record. Uh, anything monumental said there? I mean, those guys were always a, a pretty decent interview. Uh, I'm interested to see what they'll do as faces. I mean, they were heels for their entire WWE run. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to be faces at all. Uh, it seems like they're still going to be heels, um, just judging by the, the the promo that they cut. Um, they mainly talked about, like, you know, the other tag teams, and they're, like, bigging up, like, you know, Private Party and all these guys. And then Tony Schiavone's like, oh, what about, uh, what about the Young Bucks? You know, and they're like, they're like, isn't that kind of like a dream match? You're like, no, that's not a dream match. So they kind of like, oh, you know, it. just shit on the, yeah, downplay. You're like, no, we don't really care. He was like, we pretty much want to punch them in the face when we see him. We don't want to wrestle them at all. So but they're showing they, like that they animosity. Helped, they just helped him up last week, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't super friendly though. It was definitely, <laughs> yeah, no. like, it was definitely like a show of respect kind of yeah. thing. You know uh, what I mean? Like it wasn't, call. it wasn't like, Hey, we're buddies. You know, it was just yeah. like, Hey, it was more of like a, Hey, we're here. Just, we're just putting you on notice yeah. that, yeah. you know, we're here we're the, short. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. And, uh, and, they, and then they got into it with, uh, the butcher and the blade the showing and the up blade. at their, uh, their interview yeah. and Jobber. it was a little like. Little not a not a brawl. Brawl didn't happen. Just a little little tussle yeah. happened there, and people got in between. So it didn't end in a brawl like it did prior week. So it's um, always a good I, thing. I guess yeah. they're not going to be the revolt. I guess they're just going to be FTR as their as their tag team because they that's what they were promoted. They dropped as on the, the revolt. Show. I guess so. I mean, they didn't call them that at all in the show. FTR. It was just FTR. Yeah, they called them FTR. Oh well, they yeah, because they kept they definitely addressed that. They asked them what FTR stood for, and they said, you know, it stands for follow the rules. Uh, was it for the revolution or something like that? And yeah. Then, um, they were like given a bunch of different things, and then Shivani was like, oh, I thought it was you know F the, the F the revival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Which I, that's what I thought it was, but yeah, that's probably it isn't. It's supposed to be. <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, Cody, a great match. I like the open challenge idea. I, I don't like. I just finally saw the preview, the the promo from last week where he said he was doing something that no one's ever done before and did an open challenge. Like that's, 
WWE has done that like 15 times in the last like couple years with Cena. Yeah, especially especially with their mid their mid card title. Yeah, it's like that's you know. I mean, it's a good idea because I mean that's that's what you want. I love yeah, I love an open challenge, but I just I think it's funny that they're like we're gonna do things differently, and then all of a sudden it's like well I'm having an open challenge for I'm gonna you know step it up a pace blah blah blah. I'm like okay, bro. Like where did you get that idea? Um, but what about this freaking big swole chick? Where's she been? Who is this? I don't know. You know. Well, see, you know, you guys know I don't get to watch AEW every week, but yeah. I was like, oh, who, who is this? Who is this? I'm interested. I'm into it. Yeah, she's good. She's been uh, ringside for the last three or four weeks, Marco, and she's a good shit talker. That's why she's, uh, you know, uh, she's she's been kind of like playing the part of the crowd. But she's, you know, she's she's been around. She hasn't she hasn't had a title match or anything, but uh, you know, she's she's pretty talented. Her and Britt Baker had a little. A little mm-hmm. I saw that, yeah. A while ago, yeah. but uh, you know, yeah, they got they got some talent here and there. Uh, I did, I did. The one good thing about that first opening tag team match was uh, Penelope Ford uh, ringside with Kip Sabian. You know, I'm, I'm becoming a huge fan of Penelope Ford, and uh, she you know, she ain't good. got shit on Scarlet. No, no, no. You're right. Scarlet is number one uh, in, yeah. That, yeah. in that department. But uh, as far as AEW ladies go, Penelope Ford's pretty high up there. Yep. Yeah, Penelope, she's really great in the ring too. She's, she is. She's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so Big Swole is actually uh, married to a WWE guy. Can you guys guess who that is? I know who Big is. Swole. Uh, I, I know. I don't. Know. Oh, I, I, I do not know. I do not know. Is she married to? Shit, I don't know. I don't even want to guess who. She's she's married to one one half of said Ricochet. <laughs> Cedric, so, Cedric so, Alexander. Oh, so I was like, I was like, I don't Cedric think, Alexander. Yeah, I was like, I don't think Ricochet's married. So it's yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a cat. Whatever her name is, Cat Cat and Zaro. Oh, while we're he's on the friend. subject, while we're on the subject, not to uh, not to interrupt, but uh, I found out who that was in Tony Storm's Instagram. Uh, oh, okay. So if you guys haven't seen it, uh, too. yeah, Marco Marco was heartbroken this evening when Tony Storm posted a picture of her lovingly in the arms of a big brutish. Ma- male figure yeah um, was he upsetting. was yeah marco was a little bit dejected so Dreams um, crushed. yeah and, but she didn't tag him so we were all just assuming i was like yeah she just she just doesn't want other chicks like up on his instagram page <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't tag him either you know what i mean um but phil has done the the sleuth work and figured out who it is so who is it it's former nxt jobber cj parker turned uh new japan standout juice robinson Oh, uh, yeah, he yeah. did kind of look familiar. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he did. He yeah, did. I knew he was a wrestler. I think fem- uh, wrestlers only date wrestlers now. I mean, that's like, I mean, that, that's the, the case most times when you're in a job where you're traveling, you know, 250 days a year. You know, makes sense. That's right. He was, yeah, he was in ROH, too. So, yeah. CJ Parker is a Baywatch character, just for the record. Did oh, you guys know that? Wait, wait. No, maybe it isn't CJ. Maybe it isn't yes. CJ Parker. Uh, I mean, CJ Parker is. No, it was, uh, was CJ. No, you're right. They're the same people. CJ Parker was his name. He was like a like a hippie, and yeah, CJ Parker is wow. Man, the Pam Anderson. The definition of my formative 13 through 15 uh, teenage years. Whew. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is CJ Parker. Uh, yeah. Robinson. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, John Moxley did beat him for the U.S. the IWGP. U.S. title, so I mean, he's not that great anyway. <laughs> or he would have kept, or he would have kept the title, or beat John Moxley. So yeah, this guy, this guy's the worst. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate 
freaking um, juice. I hate Juice Robinson. He's the worst. Juice. Who names themselves Juice? Yeah. Yeah. Awful. I know. I, I know, Yeah. You're way, but you're way better than that guy, Marco. Oh, thank you. Yes. The uh, MVP. Right. Cool name. Not mm-hmm. Juice. Uh, let's get into NXT. Can we do this in less than a minute? And then we'll get into uh, NXT Takeover in your house. This is the go home episode. And uh, tell me what happened here, Marco. Um, there was a, a lot. Actually, uh, we had we see the return of uh, Brizongo, which was pretty cool. They wore oh, nice. yeah. uh, yep. some astronaut space outfits, which was pretty awesome. And they won their number one contender. It was a it was a three way to be the number one contender for the NXT tag titles, and they actually beat the undisputed era. Uh, Danny Burch and Oni Larkin, which is pretty impressive in my eyes that they beat those two tag teams that have been like running rampant through NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we see? We seen we saw me. Almost... We saw a tag team match between the Garganos and the the the, the, right. the, the Yimleys. Yeah, the um, Yimleys. That's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Yimleys. That sounds like, like a name. badass restaurant. The Yimleys. Yeah, the Yimleys. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the Garganos won. They're victorious over the Yimleys. Um, setting up the stage for this weekend, obviously, at uh, in your house. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're gonna skip right to the end. We're gonna get to the. Uh, I can never say his name right. L, is, is it? L? I'm just gonna say Fantasma. Fantasma <laughs> defeated Drake Maverick to win the cool. NXT Cruiserweight title. Yeah. Um, so everyone was heartbroken. People were chanting his name and all stuff. He, he and, was he was all sad. broken up, crying. Mm-hmm. Then he gets, then, he, gets uh, to the, he gets to the top of the ramp. You know, he's doing like his like you know exit strategies, like swan song, and then all of a sudden, Triple H shows up with a with an NXT contract. Yeah, you, know? you, um, you got the point. You got the point photo too. Yeah, you got the point photo. You, you know, you, you haven't made an NXT unless you get the point photo from uh, yeah. from old trips. <laughs> yeah, they at, at Access they need to make sure that they have a uh, a standee like one of those cardboard standees. Oh, of oh I triple, can't wait to do that. Of Triple H just with the po- like pointing, it's like you know. Like- yeah, I mean, I know, <laughs> oh, I know they have God. like, yeah, I know they have like the in ring Triple H where he's like, you know, flexing and doing all the things like they have those things standing around yeah, Access. But yeah, but they need to have like a photo op where you can just get Triple H to point at you. Do, do you know there was there's a picture of him of him. And the actual Triple H pointing to a standee of, of the pointing Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Search for that. Yeah. Um, the funniest thing I seen was when they were doing the 25 year thing and they, all the promos of him were him now pointing himself when he was younger, when he was like Hunter Harris Helmsley. <laughs> like, but they were actually doing that. Like WWE made those photos. And I thought, I was like, are they, is this for, I was like, did someone make this? And I, yeah. sure enough, you go on WWE.com and, they're highlighting the SmackDown episode with the 25 year anniversary, and it's him pointing at himself at uh, a younger. <laughs> it's, That's it's hilarious. Also, it's so tongue. You, you know, he's just like a, a dude. He just doesn't take himself too seriously nowadays. Anyway, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I point at stuff all the time. It's whatever. I'm just gonna point at my younger self, and you know, this guy looks really good. He's gonna be a. It's def- <laughs> a big yeah, star. it's it's definitely his shtick now. So yeah, uh, for uh, anyone wondering about. El Himo del Fantasma. He was a he was on Lucha Underground for f- four or five seasons uh, as King Cuerno, 
And uh, if if I ever lose my job, hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, we'll be doing some Patreon deep dives on Lucha Underground. We'll go back and watch every single episode. I don't have the time to do that now, but I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely love to do that between yeah. me and Marco and Mike doing the raw reviews and this mm-hmm. show and you know trying to raise a five year old. I don't have the time, but uh, uh, if you've never watched Lucha Underground, it was it was totally ridiculous and and awesome at the same time. Um, yeah, between like being like basically a soap opera wrestling show. Um, but uh, good, good for him. Good on Drake Maverick. A lot of people were kind of shitting on this, just saying that um, you know, they 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 milked this and they turned it into an angle, and all these other people that got fired got you know. Yeah, whatever. I I kind of had that sentiment too about it. I mean, I felt like I, I didn't like it when they first did it. Like, oh, Drake Maverick's fighting for his job. I was like, mm, not a good look when you just like let like so many people go during the middle of a pandemic. You know what I mean? When you could have like, let's be real, when you could have kept them. Um, but then this whole like, you know, oh, he he lost, but you know, we're gonna we're going to make ourselves look good and give him, give him a contract and make ourselves look like the good guys. I'm like, mm. yeah. it was, I mean, it was a warm and fuzzy moment. Cause I don't know if I was getting worked or not, if he actually knew that it was, a, it was coming, but uh, yeah, I did feel like it was a little self-serving and not actually for, for Drake Maverick's benefit, you know? Yeah. A lot of people thought it was that video that he did after he was released. It definitely a was. People, uh, a lot of people the, thought, yeah, and they seen it just like, oh god, we can't let this guy go. <laughs> yeah, because there was like, you know, there was there was such a response to it. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's that's what WWE like gets their freaking rocks off on. It's like, oh, there's a social media response, pal. Like, you know, we gotta we gotta keep this good guy. Shit. Yeah, it's good shit. He's getting lots of lots of retweets. <laughs> oh. oh god, that's a great that's a great impression there. I love that. You're welcome. Yeah, no, that was actually You're really welcome. good. You're welcome. Hey, I've, I've, I've been trying to keep up with you guys. Sheen uh, McMahon. That's what I'm going to yeah. call you from now on. Instead of Shane, Sheen McMahon. Sheena. Here comes Sheena. <laughs> All right, let's get into our NXT TakeOver In Your House predictions. This is our first time ever. This is going to be a triple threat between the three of us because Marco is currently the champion. Uh, Sheena, oh, where's, where's my belt? Sheena and I, yeah. Oh, yeah, let me see the belt here. We'll have this see on, that right here. on video. That is a pretty nice, that's the same there. belt I have. Yeah, yeah see, it's, it's not the real one. It's you, like you the, got the blur filter the on. One. Like This is like oh, yeah, live, live you're, TV you're wearing, or something. You're, you're wearing your Mandy Rose filter. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Marco. There we go. There we go. Right now. There it is. Love it. Yeah. I'm going to take that belt back after this. Uh, but uh, if if we do not have, let's talk about the in your house thing. NXT Twitter put up a uh, like a like a vignette of uh, of like kind of hyping up the event, and they used the old Raw like 19, early nineties like intro song, which got me hyped up, even though it didn't have anything to do with in your house. But um, they they have to do something cool with this. They have to build some sort of house set and have somebody jump off of it and looking at you, Keith Lee. Dude, that's that was the coolest thing about in your house back in the day was the in your house set. In my opinion, I loved that freaking set, like the old the old house looking like it was on the set of like a '90s sitcom. Like I love that shit. Uh, so if they don't do that, if they just keep it like it is, you know, just like same old setup. I'm gonna be very disappointed that they wasted this in your house title for yeah. something that's not special. Yeah, it's such a badass logo too. So yes. Yeah. All right. Let's run down the card. I guess Marco, we can't make you run down the card because you are the champion. So I'll run it down here. This is a okay. six-woman tag team match to start off the night. Shotzi Blackheart, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox taking on 
uh, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, and Raque- Raquel, 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 Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez uh, in a six-woman tag team matchup. Here, are you are you keeping track of the winners and losers, Marco? Oh no! Did we lose Hello? the champion, Marco? Uh-oh. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm okay. here. Oh, my God. I was like, I was like, is he going to forfeit? He's forfeiting all his, his title defense. Two. He would, yeah. he, would, he would jump in back in before 10. Are you going to keep track of uh, our picks here? I can do it. I'll do it right. Okay, I'll keep up. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Thank you. I can do it. So, yeah, we got a six-woman tag match. So, Phil, you, you start first. Uh, who oh, are you going? Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Whew. I'm going to go with uh, the team of Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, and Raquel Gonzalez, whatever her name is. I'm going heels here in a six-woman tag team matchup. There's a, there's a lot of like inter, intermingling feuds here between Mia Yim and Candice LeRae and whatnot, and you get the Knox and Dakota Kai feud, so it should be a pretty cool match. I'm going. I'm going heels here. Always go heels. Yeah, I, I'm going heel, heels here too. Um, and I think it's just Raquel. I don't think anybody who spells her name like that is Raquel. <laughs> I don't think that's a name. Uh, I think. A, it, I think it's. Okay. I think it's just Raquel. Okay. Uh, how about you, Marco? Um, I'm going to go opposite you guys and go faces oh, okay. on this one. There we go. Oh, I love gonna, it. I'm going to go start. faces. Shotzi, Blackheart. Shotzi, Mia, Tegan. Yeah. I think they're taking it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think Keith Lee wins, so maybe Mia Yim loses. We'll see. Uh, next match is Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, and uh, Sheena, why don't you go first for this one? Um, I I mean, I don't I don't give two shits about Damian Priest, so I'm gonna have to go with Finn Balor on on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Marco. Uh, same here. Yeah, Finn Balor. Yeah, he's definitely winning this. Let's sweep it. Yeah, he's gonna get back on the winning ways here yeah yep all right uh charlotte flair the nxt women's champion against rhea ripley versus io shirai which could be the match of the night here i'm pretty excited about this uh uh, first off who has the better moonsault charlotte flair or io shirai oh it's close that's very close it's 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 tough because i mean eos is like flawless let's be real but I think Charlotte's is more impressive because of Charlotte's size. I yeah. think just like her, like this, you know, tall, like behemoth of a woman, like Ooh, flipping off the top rope. Yeah, yeah, you know, you in, in, the, in, the, in the in the in the best way possible. Be- she's a beautiful behemoth. Yeah, um, that'd doing be, that'd a, be a good nickname a, for somebody. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful, beautiful behemoth. behemoth. <laughs> uh, doing a top rope moonsault. I think it's definitely more impressive, Charlotte. What do you guys think? Uh, it's close. I'm gonna go Io Shirai, but yeah, I think they're they're both pretty legit. Uh, and uh, I guess who mm-hmm. who picks here first? I think Marco picks here first. Marco, tell, yeah. Tell us who tell us about the moonsault and tell you who, tell me who wins this match. Uh, moonsault, uh, Io winner of this match. Charlotte retains. Hmm. Okay. I will. I will go next. I think it makes the most sense uh, for. Rhea to win this and then move Flair back to just working two shows because right now she's doing the the triple threat, you know, kind of just bouncing around everywhere. But so I think uh, I'm going with Rhea. So Marco said Charlotte, you're saying Rhea? Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, before you guys even picked, I was going to go Io Shirai because I don't think, uh, I don't think Charlotte <sighs> wins the belt. I, don't, I think this is too small of a stage to have Rhea win it back. Um, but I think they take 
take the belt off of Charlotte here. I'm going to go Io Shirai. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, Tomasa So Champasa taking on Karrion <laughs> Cross, formerly known as Killer Cross, here. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I think this is my turn to go first here. I'm yeah. Gonna go, I'm going to go with the debuting or the pay per view debuting. Karrion Cross is going to going to get the win here and be made to look strong as the next big kind of monster heel for NXT. Yeah, they definitely have to make him like this this dominant threat. So I cannot see him losing his debut. I mean, they've like they've put a lot of like spectacle behind this guy. So I, I can't imagine him coming on and losing his first pay per view appearance. So I'm going with Cross. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think we're all unanimous on that. It's Cross. Okay. He's winning this match. Okay. Yeah, swipe uh across the board all the same let's go nxt north american champion keith lee defending against johnny wrestling johnny gargano um is this my pick first i think uh, i don't know i think as much as i hate it i think that gargano is gonna take the gonna take the title off of off of keith lee um i think it's just they're really trying to establish him as this heel like with his wife and like set up mm-hmm. some some you know stuff for the future so i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be gargano uh, i'm gonna go gargano as well uh final match main event i think this is a back lot brawl marco gets to pick first here adam cole no marco didn't marco didn't pick oh this match. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry marco keith lee versus yeah, just... Johnny gargano just to say you're going up, I said I'm gonna go Keith Lee retains. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like the uh, like the Ric Flair of uh, the prediction championships here, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so NXT Championship uh, backlot brawl match: Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. If Velveteen loses, he can't challenge for the title as long as Adam Cole is champion. I think Marco actually starts here with this one. All right, Marco. Yeah, it's Velveteen's winning. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but he's definitely taking the title off of Adam Cole. I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. happening. I'm I'm going with Dream as well. I think it's it's his time to to have his you know have the top title, and I feel like Adam Cole. I mean, he's uh, his contract's coming up in the near future, so I don't know whether he's going to go up to you know. Uh, raw or smackdown or whether you know he he would leave wwe god forbid i can't imagine i would be so sad if adam cole leaves wwe but i think they're gonna give dream you know the chance to shine wow he's had a quite a turnaround from the last 30 days on this show uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he, uh yeah i won't get into all that uh i'm gonna say adam cole retains here in some sort of uh mischievous way and uh you know lives to fight another day here because uh, I don't know. I don't see Velveteen. I see him moving up before he wins his title here, but I could be wrong. So I'll go with Cole. Awesome. All right. Well, I, it, votes are locked in, and uh, we will be an, yeah we will be announcing the new <laughs> prediction champion on next week's show. Yes, can't wait to win it. Um, let's go outside of the squared circle. This is brought to you in part by our friends at Collar and Elbow. You can use code chick for 10 percent off on their website and uh they have an awesome shad gas bar t-shirt that our 
buddy Zach Egloff just purchased and uh, looks pretty damn awesome. And uh, I believe all the proceeds go to him and his wife and his family and uh, uh, paying for his son's college and all that kind of stuff. So a very important cause. Check it out. Uh, CollarAndElbowBrand.com is the website. First thing in the news here, Samoa Joe permanently replacing Jerry Lawler on commentary. God, I, this is amazing. Number one, because Jerry Lawler is just just it just awful. seems like a yeah awful seems like a someone from a forgotten era and Samoa mm-hmm. Joe just brings like almost like when a when an NFL player retires and like the next season that are on like uh, the pregame show like you know he just right. he just brings a lot of like he, he's wrestled against these guys he know he's just not he's not a joke he you know what he says has like uh, very like real meaning to it so I, I I love this Sheena yeah I love this too he's not just trying to like crack cheap jokes or get like. I, I, like you said, that was perfect way you put it. Jerry Lawler's from a forgotten era, and I'm I'm glad that he's off. No offense to Jerry Lawler, but he definitely does not fit in today's wrestling landscape. So Samoa Joe is a is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I like him a lot on commentary. Uh, we talked about Fighter Fest being two days, replacing Dynamite over the first, I think it's the first couple of weeks of July. It's when that yeah, happens. Ju- July first and eighth, I believe, is the the dates for that what we didn't talk about on uh smackdown this week was uh vignette we saw the return of uh, my buddy kurt angle and basically he's hyping up the uh the greatest wrestling match of all time and he talks this of, is the greatest show yeah i need to put that i need to put that song at the end of the end of the, uh, end of the, the night here but uh matt riddle is uh getting some vignettes he will be on the main roster here and I'm kind of sad that he doesn't get to debut in front of a, a live crowd. I don't know yeah. if they're going to wait and just do vignettes for a while or what. But uh, I would love to see him. You know, he's such a fan favorite, man. So what do you think about Matt Riddle? I really hope they don't, like, turn him into a jobber, like, four weeks in, in Ricochet style. Well, I mean, that's a that's a high probability that that could happen but i'm excited for him to be on the main roster like you i wish it was more in front of a crowd i wish that he got to have that pop also i just wish that like we just had surprise call-ups you don't know what I, mean? I like why can't we just have the element of surprise anymore like just have some like have matt riddle come out in the middle of a freaking match and break shit up you know and like make his make his a debut like fdr style you know what i mean i just feel like they're always like Coming soon, Matt Riddle. And you're just like, oh, cool. You know, can't wait for that. Yeah, it's very anticlimactic for sure. Very. What, what do you think, Marco? Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for him to be on the main roster. I wish he kind of was on Raw more than SmackDown. Obviously, I want to see him like face like AJ Styles and you know the Daniel Bryans and obviously the greatest of all time, Sheamus. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, Raw, he would he would interact with the likes of like Alistair Black, which I would think that'd be a pretty brutal match um obviously andrade Andrade, like um yeah all those guys there apollo Um, cruz um yeah so definitely uh excited for that can't wait i don't think he's gonna be a mid carter jarber guy i think they're gonna actually push him um strap the rocket to his back as they like to say and i don't think he i don't think he himself would let that happen the way he's vocal and stuff about those type of issues on social media i don't think he would let the company put him in any type of different light than what he sees himself as. So, mm-hmm. um, I yeah, think I would be, I would be excited to great. see like him and Dolph Ziggler. I think that would be a really good match or him and Daniel Bryan, I think could be really good, uh, as far as like SmackDown opponents. 
AJ Styles, obviously. Uh, we didn't talk about it in the uh, AW Dynamite recap, but last week on the show, Rashad Evans and uh, Bel- Beltor, uh, one of the other guys, they're both former MMA guys. They were both part of Mike Tyson's uh, little entourage, and uh, the announcers on AEW did not talk about it. I don't know if they didn't know that they were there or what, but both of those guys are really well-known uh, MMA fighters, and uh, I was really surprised that they didn't uh, talk about those. And actually, uh, JR talked about it on his podcast. Like, you know, we, we didn't know what was going on, uh, so we were kind of clueless. But uh, he had a bunch of guys there. Uh, Vit- Vitor Belfort was the other guy, uh, and yeah. Rashad, Rashad Evans. So bo- both big names that people that watch MMA – you know, their UFC fans would know, and they were just kind of like buried in the background. You can like even when you watch the clips back, like obviously, I don't know if AEW even knew what was going on because they were kind of like buried in the background. And uh, so, uh, just a little little oversight there. You could have really pumped that up and made oh, you know, this is some real like real life fight. These weren't just like guys that uh, clean up the money at the strip club for uh, for Mike Tyson. These were like <laughs> real life yeah. uh, fighter guys. So uh, uh, could have could have those three guys could have probably destroyed everybody in that ring and with like one punch so uh pretty fun to think about uh we do have to talk about the return of raw talk we talked about it a little bit earlier uh charlie caruso and samoe joe will be hosting that it'll be part of the new mm-hmm. wwe network which will be actually free sheena which is a uh, we, we, we've heard rumors of the price going up and down and them adding new features and, and all kinds of stuff i'm all for this but what are some of the features of this new free WWE Network. I know you get like the, uh, the you know the replays of the shows and all that kind of stuff, clips and and whatnot. Yeah, I think they're gonna do some um, like select number of like older pay per views and stuff too that they're gonna give you access to. And I, I like this. I think it's. I think they're gonna give people a taste of the nostalgia because let's be real, that the WWE Network brought me back into the fold. Like this whole thing that we're doing here, this this show, the Chick Foley account, like all none of that may have been possible if it weren't for the WWE network, because I was like, holy crap, like the free, they're like bringing back all the old pay-per-views. Like I can watch like, you know, shit from, you know, 1994 um, and on like a streaming service just for WWE. Like this is great. Well then by watching that, I started getting into the new product. And I think that's what their hopes are is by giving people a chance to get this for free um, that, they'll get hooked on the nostalgia and then they'll also see some like exclusive content that will bring them into the newer product. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. I hope it pays off for them. For sure. I think it's, I think it's definitely going to add some new people watching, you know, and that's what you want. You want the casual fans like, Oh shit, I can watch this for free now. All they have is all this extra stuff and, and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So yeah, it's, it's a good call. The last thing on the notes here, WWE 2k, uh, their next entry, they're looking for some inspiration from older video games, uh, says they're one of their developers, which is probably, probably a good thing because oh, WWE 2K20 stunk so bad. I'm still playing 2K19. Uh, yeah, is, the heel husband was was before he left. He was still playing 2K19 too. He never he and he and he gave 2K20 like an honest shot. You know, I mean, he was he was not going to listen to all the stuff that everybody was saying. He's like, I'm going to make my own judgment call. I'm going to make my own opinion. You know, I know people are crapping on this game, but yeah, even him, he was like, mm, just can't do it. I'm going back to, to 2K19. So they better get their shit together because the 2K franchise is like, that is like big money, you know, and they're, they're effing it up. 
And uh, on a different note, myself and the heel husband did a uh, Patreon-exclusive episode uh, ranking the top wrestling video games of all time. And uh, that was a fun. That was probably about a year ago or so. I was, uh, I was, I was on that. I, I oh, you were. That That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you were. And, and you were also on the the Mattel. I didn't. I forgot you were on the Mattel retro episode for some reason. Uh, I I'm tweeted it out. I, yeah. t- I tweeted out that like me and Mike Lanham did, and I listened to it like, oh shit, she is on this too. I mean, it was like that was like back in July. So I mean, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So I f- fucking remember. Yeah, Who's this year has this year has felt like five years, so I don't blame yeah. you. Like just thinking of, thinking about like that was earlier this year that we did the video game like show, right? Because Seth and no, I were in a ho- it had to be a Are while you, ago. I don't think so, dude. Seth and I were in a hotel room because we had the we had the baby face. Oh, in a di- that's right. We had the baby face in a different room, and we were like at the start of the show, we were like whispering so we didn't like wake him up. Um, so that was like earlier in the year, like. Or like early last year, I mean, like in April, right? Like so, it's been about a year ago when we when we did that. Yep. But um, yeah, that was that was good stuff. I can't wait for the heel husband to get back because he's going to be doing a lot more of like our exclusive content and jumping on for interviews and giving his thoughts and stuff too. Because you know he's a wealth of knowledge for sure. And uh, I mean, I think it's good for. I mean, it is kind of concerning that a that a multi million dollar video game franchise is is looking for help, you know, making their games not suck. But uh, yeah, there is and, some, and they're great... having to dive into like old stuff. Like usually, video games yeah. like aren't they like trying to be innovative and look for stuff that like is like like for the future? Not yeah. <laughs> like oh, like well, let's 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 rewind and like do the same shit that we were doing two three years ago. I don't know. I'm pretty pumped for that uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater to come back out. I, that was a game I played for freaking oh my days God, upon days. Yeah. That was an awesome game. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the end of for the outside of the ring segment here. We are going to uh, push uh, stop recording on this episode. And uh, we'll be back with a a brand new episode. We're going to talk about uh, our weekly purchases, some of the new figures dropping from Ringside Collectibles, uh, The Fiend arriving at my house, uh, and rumored lineups for Elite 79 and 80. So for myself, Marco, and Sheena, we will talk to you guys on the other side. See you then.